This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Online shoppers expected to spend more than $10 billion on this Cyber Monday. We'll discuss keeping your information safe in our next segment. Right now, a new strain of COVID could threaten the economic recovery from the pandemic, while the week ahead will include the big government jobs report out Friday. We're joined by Paul Christopher, head of global market strategy at Wells Fargo Investment Institute based in St. Louis. Paul, let's begin with this COVID variant. Uh, you're getting some travel shut down between Southern Africa and not only the U.S., but but really most of the world. Uh, does this have any sort of an impact at all on the wider global economy? Not yet, Cisco. Uh, that remains to be seen. If it is more transmissible, that seems pretty clear. That's one thing. But if the mortality rate associated with it is also higher and if it can evade the vaccines uh, before we can get something really effective against it, uh, that could be a, a real obstacle for the economy over the winter and early spring months, and we would have to reformulate. A lot of folks would, their economic growth numbers. But so far, that's not clear, and the market's telling us today uh, that they're they're not too concerned about that yet. And does that uh, reflect the fact that we bounced back today, the, the resilience uh, of this comeback? Because many people have been wondering if we were just one variant away from another collapse. Right. I mean, that's, that's always the concern, but I, it, it may be you know, it may be a difficult combination, a trifecta to make both uh, always trans more transmissible and also evading the vaccines and more deadly. Uh, that's a, a, maybe a tall order to ask uh, from these uh, from these new variants. But there will be new variants coming along and we're just going to have to learn how to respond quickly to them. It looks like uh, the pharmaceutical companies are responding quickly. The, uh, the, the governments are responding quickly. That's a good sign going forward. Now let's talk about the government jobs report. It comes out at the end of the week on Friday. Uh, what do we expect and how important is this particular report? Oh, they're all important. Uh, you know, the, the, real, the real issue is not many, how many jobs are created, but how many jobs go unfilled. Uh, we still have a problem, especially in tourism and leisure and hospitality industries and manufacturing, where people aren't coming back to work yet. And that's creating a lot of difficulty restaurants having to shut down, stores having to close early because they just don't have enough people. It's going to drive wages higher, and that's what's behind the inflation issue. And I think that's probably more of a problem for the economy uh, in the next six months uh, than, uh, than COVID is. Well, let's also talk about home sales. Uh, are they rebounding, or are they looking pretty good, or is there uh, maybe a little softness there? It looks like home sales might be starting to peak, and that's not a bad thing. Prices have gotten pretty high, but the strength in that market this morning is another reminder that the economy is coming into the new year, leaving this year, entering the new year with a pretty strong footing. We think that footing continues in the next year. We think it really favors stocks. 
Thanks so much, Paul Christopher, head of global market strategy at Wells Fargo Investment Institute. Today's Cyber Monday, forecast to be the biggest online shopping day of the year. That means cyber criminals will be working the Internet. Let's get some help from Adam Levin, co-host of the podcast, What the Hack, with Adam Levin, author of the book Swiped. Uh, Adam, a lot of times people think of cybercrime, you, you know, you get an email and you click on a link and, and you end up getting busted that way. Uh, but it's much more than that is people are out and about shopping on a day like today. Oh, absolutely, Cisco, and happy post-Thanksgiving to you and your listeners. Uh, yeah, one of the big problems that people run into is something called e-skimming, and that's when code is put on a legitimate website, unbeknownst to the website, uh, by the checkout. And so that every time that you check out and enter your payment information, that information is being transmitted to the hackers. So that's why one of the ways to know that you have a problem with e-skimming is sign up for transaction alerts from your uh, uh, financial institutions, your credit card companies and the like. We're going to have a lot of supply chain scams this year, which means that you're going to get notified and someone's going to say to you that uh, because of what's going on in the world today, the package or the product that you expected is going to be delayed. Uh, but you might be able to get it faster if you come to this specific website, or you might be able to get it cheaper because you come to this specific website. Be very careful with that. Go to the websites you know. If you don't want remorse, go to the source. There will be fake gift cards. If people are offering free gift cards as part of something, be very careful. Assume that it's too good to be true and stay away from it. Go to the legitimate retailer or go to legitimate financial sites where they are making gift cards available, and that's where you buy your gift cards. You also be, have to be aware of charities. This is a particular time of the year where people want to give, and because of tax reasons, they want to give before the end of the year, but there are a lot of people out there posing to be legitimate charities that aren't. So go to places like Charity Navigator to get the 411 and what the legitimate charities are, and then contact the charity directly. Go to their website, call them on the phone, then if you provide information to them, it's a lot safer for you to do that. So let's talk about uh, devices, because so much shopping now is on a phone. It's not people sitting at a laptop or a desktop to do shopping. And they, they yeah. I, I don't know, it's something where they, they feel like the phone is somehow more secure, and yet that's just not true. Nothing is secure. I mean, it, things are more secure than other things, but assume if someone wants to get in, you know, one of the, the games they play is people use public Wi-Fi in order to shop in order to, and then while they're shopping, uh, they're biding their time. So they're checking their email and doing things like that. They've been doing one or two transactions for their financial institution. Uh, you know, a lot of these apps are safe and secure. But the fact of the matter is don't ever use public Wi-Fi when you're doing shopping or any sensitive transaction or even checking your email because you could end up logging onto the wrong network and have somebody there with you looking over your shoulder while you're doing your transactions. Let's talk about passwords. We hear about multi-factor authentication more than just a really good, really safe password. There's just more to it in order to stay safe. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and the problem is that, you know, people think, well, I've come up with the ultimate indecipherable password, which is great. The only problem is it could be indecipherable, but discovered 
since there have been so many breaches and so much information is out there on the dark web. So one of the additional ways that you protect yourself is yes, use long and strong passwords, don't share them across your accounts, get a password manager, which will create even longer and stronger passwords, and use two-factor authentication, which means there's always an additional step besides just entering the password. It could be a code sent to your mobile device or your email or a series of questions that come up uh, that supposedly only you know the answers to. That's why when you set up security questions, lie like a superhero. Help us to understand password managers. Uh, those seem like a, a really good tool, and yet a lot of people don't know about them. Yeah, password managers, they're devices that you can either store your list of complicated passwords in them so you don't have to attach them to your computer or carry them around in your wallet with you. Um, and most of them are extremely safe. And what they can do is generate passwords for you. They can also store passwords for you. And because they're multi-platform, it's, it's basically the platforms remember, whether it's your phone or your computer or your laptop. Uh, and this is a way that, that you can creatively uh, protect yourself a little bit more from the people who thrive on most folks using the same password or using, unfortunately, silly passwords. Thanks so much. Always good to have you on. Good insight from Adam Levin, co-host of the podcast, What the Hack with Adam Levin. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Twitter set for a change at the top. Let's get the latest on the decision by CEO Jack Dorsey to step down from the company. The stock down right about 1% today. Nick Raich is here, CEO of the Earnings Scout based in Cleveland. You can find him online at earningsscout.com. Uh, Nick, okay, so the stock is dipping now. It was, it was really interesting, though, that it actually rose by about 3% or so when the news was announced. Right. I think the street's initial reaction was it was going to be a breakup of the culture at Twitter. Uh, uh, there's been some that have not been happy with the way that the management then once the, uh, it was learned who was going to be the CEO and, and the reaction was maybe it's going to be more of the same. So uh, some muted uh, uh, returns now. And so uh, going forward, I mean, wh what do we make of this now? I mean, does this look like there will be a new direction? Is that what Wall Street is thinking? Well, for my, my first reaction was I didn't see how Dorsey could run two major companies at the same time. Uh, you know, I don't know how you have enough hours in the day to, to do so. So it, it could increase the focus. And uh, Twitter, you know, since its IPO has really gone nowhere. It's, it's been on a roller coaster ride to nowhere. Um, so maybe uh, with Parag, the new CEO coming in, he can focus on ways to monetize Twitter because it's a great platform. Um, and, and allow its ability to grow its earnings and revenues at, at rates uh, above the market expectations. So that's the hope. So when I look at Dorsey running two major companies, you know, maybe he was spread a little thin. So maybe this will help the stock. And that focus, is that important as there, there's more pressure, more social media platforms, more difficult to make money uh, on a platform like Twitter? Uh, do you feel like at the top they need that sort of uh, focus? And is that what Wall Street's thinking? Uh, I definitely think they need to focus. And, you know, I'm not the only one. There's been many activist firms out there that have challenged Dorsey being able to run two major corporations at the same time. So um, I, this should uh, allow the way to pave for Twitter to become focused more on finding ways to monetize. It, it's a great platform. It's a, it's a wonderful platform. It's polarizing. Uh, Dorsey himself was polarizing to 
to half of America. Uh, so maybe this could open the doors to more investors. Is there something to the fact that they didn't go outside the company, but they have someone who does know the company well? Does that reassure Wall Street? Right. It, it reassures Wall Street in some ways. But I think the initial knee-jerk reaction was there was going to be a complete change-up in the management team and structure and culture. Then that's why the, the, the market may have liked the news that Dorsey was stepping down at first. And once it learned who it was and sees, well, maybe it's more of the same uh, and the culture might stay the same. And that's why the stock's probably giving back some of those earlier gains today. And a recommendation on the stock? We have a sell rating on it because what we do is we don't care who's running it. We look at the earnings expectations and they've been dropping over the last six months at increasing rates. So until we see that turn around, uh, We'd stay say on the sidelines for this stock at the time being. Thanks so much, Nick Rach, CEO of the Earnings Scout. Again, Twitter stock today down a little less than one percent. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Wall Street rising after the really rough day on Friday. Dow up three thirty-five, Nasdaq up three twenty-six, and the S and P up seventy-five points. Let's see what's going on. The Noon Business Hour presented by the Village of Bedford Park. Tim Grisky is here, senior portfolio strategist at Ingalls and Snyder based in New York. Tim, always good to have you on the show. What do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Cisco, my pleasure to be with you today. Thank you. Uh, well, we're seeing a really strong bounce back after that sell-off on Friday, and it's all about, uh, you know, this uh, variant. Uh, the variant news, you know, really caused a downdraft last Friday. Of course, that was a half day in the market. So, uh, volume was very light. So you see extreme moves in, in, on days like that. Uh, seeing a very strong bounce back today, though, that's gained strength throughout the day. We're not all the way back here uh, to where we were uh, last Thursday or last Wednesday, I guess it was. Uh, but, uh, you know, this market seems like it has further to go. Uh, you know, people just aren't worried about this uh, variant right now. Uh, I, the news is still ahead of us. But for now, uh, it's full steam ahead. And that uh, may be one thing that I, I think investors are paying attention to. OK, we've come back, but but we haven't come back, you know, in many ways, making up what we lost. Is that something we should expect right away or should we expect that to take at least a few days or more? You know, I don't really see any reason why this market can't set new highs. Uh, you know, maybe it's not today, but certainly over the course of this week. Uh, you know, the, the earnings were very strong for third quarter. Uh, we think we're going to see strong earnings again for the, uh, for the fourth quarter. Uh, we're a ways away from re that report, but uh, we think we're going into a holiday season that's going to be strong. Uh, and as long as this variant doesn't uh, cause shutdowns and doesn't cause people to stop traveling, uh, you know, it, the economy should do well here. So we think we're we're headed back to new highs sooner than we think. And is that maybe a reason that the strength of the market and the economy, is that a reason for people just to sit tight on days like Friday? I mean, they may happen again if there's another variant or something like that. But in general, things feel solid. Absolutely. And days like Friday, again, because it was a half day in the market, it's almost a vacation day for the market. Uh, has extreme moves and uh, even without news. So it's a day to often avoid in terms of trading in the market. Uh, if you wanted to, you know, uh, have some guts and go in there on a, on a down day like that, 
great, uh, but there was a lot of uncertainty back last Friday, uh, less uncertainty today about this, uh, this variant. Uh, so we feel much more comfortable here stepping back into the market. So given the fact that we bounced back a little bit today, but not all the way, is this an opportunity for people who weren't paying attention Friday or were a little scared on Friday to go in and, and maybe find some good picks? I sure would. Uh, there were some stocks that were just really creamed on Friday, especially in the uh, travel area, uh, whether that's companies like Booking or Expedia or the Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, there are a, a number of names that are up a bit today, but not nearly retracing what they lost uh, last Friday. So I think uh, that's a great place to be. And then tech in general is just a great place not only to hide, but to weather almost any storm, we think. Uh, so uh, we love love technology plus here, the users of technology as well as the producers, uh, and we'd encourage uh, investors to stay the course with their tech holdings. Yeah, the tech, that's one where people are often attracted to it because of some of the big names and, and yet not realizing that really over the long run, it, it really does seem like that's a pretty good investment because there's just going to be more it's growth there. Exactly. Uh, and these the companies are very dominant. They're very controlling. Uh, that's certainly an issue, perhaps, for uh, the government to deal with. Uh, but we don't see, you know, much progress in terms of or much change in terms of dealing with that. Uh, we've seen companies break themselves up to spin out or eventually create, um, you know, new companies, uh, their, their growth entities, whether that's Johnson & Johnson or GE. That's really why they're doing those spin outs is to, to, to get higher valuations on those higher growth parts of those companies. So uh, anything is tech oriented. Uh, it doesn't have to be producers of tech, but users of tech, great place to be. And general advice to investors, given an uncertainty like what we experienced Friday, it's still going to happen. It sure will. And we will see a correction at some time. Uh, don't know when that's going to be. We could see the markets down easily 10% over the course of several days uh, at some point, just profit taking the feeds on itself. That is part of investing. You have to have a longer-term point of view. And if you can't take volatility – I know we haven't had some in quite some time, but we will have downside volatility. If you can't take that, you shouldn't have as much exposure to stocks. Thanks so much, Tim Grisky. He is senior portfolio strategist at Ingalls and Snyder in New York. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As the WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The record number of job resignations could present some leverage for people looking to keep their current position. Let's get some strategic help. Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern here in Chicago. Uh, Rick, address the employees who, you know, maybe they do have that leverage because they've seen some people in their office resign and yet they're just worried. They're, they're just concerned that, that maybe the boss will just say, well, you can go ahead and go if they try to get something out of them. <laughs> Sure. I, that's always the concern. I, and I think we have we, the fish, the last thing the fish sees is the water. 
we don't tend to see what's possible in our own environments. It's more common that people will consider leaving and going somewhere else rather than actually going through the, the angst of trying to negotiate where you are because you're changing the relationship in your own, in your work. But at the same time, you have to take some perspective. Why are you, why would you want to ask for a promotion besides the obvious, uh, you know, incre- increase in pay or some sort of a life, uh, a work-life balance issue? And what are you, what's going to be your reaction if you don't get what you ask for? Another thing to think about is what would be your alternative asks besides the one that you ask? And I think you also have to, you have to evaluate what your relationship is in the company. You know, they, the cliche that people don't quit companies, they quit bosses. Well, that's a, that's a two-edged sword. How do you get along with the person that you report to? Uh, how open are they to those, the kinds of things that you might be offering? Has someone else in the company uh, that you know have been offered uh, some sort of a, a, an adjustment to comp or title? There are a lot of things to evaluate before you actually go and have that conversation. And then when you have the conversation, and I think this is something you sit down with people that, that know you and care about you, try to figure out how to make that ask a win-win. Uh, you know, what is it that your boss, your company is really trying to accomplish? If they're struggling with retention, which many companies are, uh, you know, then that might be the lever that you use in your conversation to say, the role that I'm in, while I really like the company, uh, really limits me in my ability to to do other things or to grow and be useful down the road. I think that's something that, you know, from what I hear, that's something that's happening sort of system-wide. Can we talk about me perhaps taking on some additional responsibilities or or being considered for this other opportunity? When the one thing that's really critical when you have those sorts of conversations though is don't give don't give don't accept something which isn't really a win. So and what that means is if they give you a title but it doesn't come with additional responsibility opportunities to grow or additional income, it's really just a sop they've given you to get you to to back off. There's a lot of employees who have uh, job duties that, that they just don't like doing and they don't think there's any way to get rid of them. Is now maybe a time to go in and, and negotiate out of some of the things you don't want to do? Sure. And, and one of the, the perhaps most effective ways to do that is as if you are the kind of person who's been taking on tasks or have been given responsibilities, as that happens and, and as, as other people leave and there becomes more pressure for you in terms of more for you to do, I think that's the conversation is to say, you know, just go, look, I, I really am happy to do this work, but it's really you have I need some guidance from you. These other things that you're asking me to do seem to be more important. And the stuff that I'm doing now, which is obviously the stuff that you don't want to do, really gets in the way. What, what do you want me to trade for? that? I only have so much time in the day and let them make them part of the decision as opposed to saying, I don't want to do that anymore. Good insight, as always. That's Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It is Stock Picker Monday, helping us out this afternoon. Shah Galani, chief investment strategist at MoneyMorning.com. Shah, it's always good to have you on the show. What's your first pick today? Oh, hi, Cisco. It's always a pleasure to be with you. First pick is a stock that is absolutely on sale. It's Zoom Video Communications. Symbol is ZM. Company just came out with earnings, Cisco. They have beaten top line revenue numbers. They have beaten earnings numbers every quarter since they IPO'd in April of 2019. So hitting it out of the park and once again beating 
both top line and net. The problem is analysts hated the fact that the growth rate of the company's subscribers has fallen drastically. The company still makes a ton of money. It's on sale. It was trading uh, just a couple. Actually, in 2020, in July of 2020, it was up around 500 and some odd dollars. Five, uh, excuse me, 358. It's now trading at 217. And as an FYI, which is amazing to me, the analysts that knocked it down on the positive earnings, but yet not positive growth, had an average price for Zoom of 358. There are 30 analysts that cover it. That's what the fact set average was. They have since knocked it down to an average price target of 309. The stock's trading at 217. It's a no-brainer buy for me. So this isn't just a stock that you decided on Friday with the new variant. <laughs> this was attractive. You've thought that for a while. No, it, it's on my buy list. It has been. We own it. Um, it's got $3.9 billion in revenue. Profit margin, just a shade under 30%. Company makes money. It's positive cash flow, excellent cash flow, um, and it's just a great company. It's on sale, and people have just sort of thought, well, you know, if the pandemic is over, now we, it may not be. And uh, that, But we have been, we've owned it now for literally about a week. Um, of course, the new variant, I don't think, is going to hurt, unfortunately. Um, it's going to hurt the public, but it's not going to hurt the stock. All right, Zoom Video Communications, that's the first pick. What's your second pick? Another company I love, we own, it's on sale, it's PayPal Holdings, P-Y-P-L. The stock has just gotten hammered, kind of like Zoom, and I think it's a great company. People figure that, oh, well, it used to be a disruptor in the payment space. Now it is maybe being disrupted by some new fintech stuff, but it's not. It's, it's going to continue to grow. Um, it's just on sale right now. So I think investors need to take a look at it here at about $186 and change. It was $309 back in July. So it's certainly fallen off a bit of a cliff. But again, we got tremendous revenue, 25 plus billion dollars, profit margin 20%, makes a lot of money. Net income, Cisco, available to common shareholders, almost $5 billion. Great cash flow. It's everything you want to see in the company. It's in the payment space, which I like. It's an absolute buy down here. Always good insight from Shah Galani, Chief Investment Strategist at MoneyMorning.com. His two picks today, Zoom Video Communications, ticker symbol ZM, and PayPal, P-Y-P-L. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.